Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for a Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the man, the myth, the legend, Jeff Gerstman. Hello, Ooh. Jeff. Hey, Greg. Hi. It's, I'm happy to be here. It's I'm glad you can finally pencil me in. You yeah. know? Yeah. You make this big stink. You're going independent. You're doing ah. this thing. You're bootstrapping it. I'm there, day one in the Twitch chat. Whatever you need, let me know. And you're like, I'll get back to you. Yeah, it's been months. no, it's, it, it's it turns months without a word. It, it turns out when you when you do this all by yourself, you really are doing this all by yourself. <laughs> it gets, it's a little busier than some might think. Yeah, yeah, yeah you should yeah. see the list of things I'm behind on that like have like <laughs> dollars attached to them. And st- it's just like, oh, I need to I still need to start a I, 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 the, I guess I need to register an S Corp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't, I'm don't not know. sure what that is, but. Uh, if from what I, the way Nick talks about it, it's a shell corporation, so that like, if you get sued, that goes out of business and not you personally. That sounds great. That yeah, sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm all That's for why it. we keep all our money in the Cayman Islands. That's you know, smart. Just avoiding us. Yeah, That's exactly. smart. It's business. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, how long have you been independent right now with the Jeff Gersman show? Of course, patreon.com slash Jeff Gersman. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, I, I launched it in June um, and, and kind of all at once. And yeah, we, we it's a whole new podcast and set of streams and a YouTube channel and all that sort of stuff. And uh, a hob, uh, like a, a cobbled together list of URLs that point to nine <laughs> different platforms and, and, and all of this other stuff. Um, yeah, you can go to guard.bike if you want the YouTube channel. You can go Perfect. to dopeassvideogames.com if you want the Patreon. Yeah, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. But it's you, you know? Yes, it's, you. it's my mess. <laughs> it's exactly what you want. How are you enjoying it, being independent once again? It's great. It's yeah. so, it, it's, um, yes, it, it, is, uh, it is much needed after a lot of years of of answering to other people who you know are are maybe not moving as fast as i want to move in some cases like you know this is a smaller operation but i make all the choices and that's uh there's there's positives and and negatives to that whole thing but yeah it's definitely it's going great i'm at a point now where i'm like okay i need to kind of just like finish getting my feet under me a little bit on some of like this company stuff and then it's like okay I probably need to hire someone for some number of hours a week to come in and, you know, do I'd like, you know, YouTube thumbnails, social stuff, like a handful of other things like that. So, you know, doing great to the point where I'm like, yeah, it's, I probably need to expand. I probably need to build an offsite office in my side yard uh, that I can decorate properly. And so that isn't just this, extra you, bedroom you, in the house you, i was gonna say you don't know, like this uh bedroom with the baby uh <laughs> bassinet in the background that's not a yeah. great office space. i mean he's gonna he's gonna move upstairs to his proper bedroom pretty soon here this is okay. just because he's been he's been super young and and so so that my wife can sleep he sleeps down here with me and then we all get up at four in the morning for breastfeeding and all that sort of stuff and 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 yeah i but, mean you uh, got this you got the sign that says video games and i feel like that's enough i think i, I think that drives it home that knows yeah. if you were I, yeah if you just walked in on the screenshot you know this guy talks about video games i need uh, interesting yeah this is I, I need to let people know uh a what this is about and b i'm serious with it it's a yeah, nice sign 100 i did not make it five minutes before a stream started this is a, it's a it's a nice sign that's a very nice sign. And it's a sign of the times because we're about to talk about games. We're going to talk about a bunch of big Assassin's Creed leaks, Splatoon 3 reviews popping all over the squid kids, and so much more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. On patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get the show with the exclusive post-show we do each and every weekday. And of course, you can get a bevy of other benefits like watching us record the games cast x cast ps i love you live the uh, page the get the you get the one with the kids the next gen podcast you get all the cool stuff and man there's some more cool stuff coming ladies and gentlemen because that's what we do on patreon.com slash kind of funny games but if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal you can support us a number of free ways including the epic game store use the creator code kind of funny when you're playing fortnite rocket league when you're buying something off the epic game store when you're playing rumbleverse a game i quite enjoy uh you use that you get you buy whatever you want to buy we get it you might even 
when you put it in, Jeff. I don't even, you put in the creator code mm-hmm. and you download a game for free. Somehow that still benefits us. I don't yeah. know. And they, I don't they have to enter it, like, what is it? Like once every 28 days, they got to enter it again? Like it, it, it like sticks that. for a while, too. Yeah, exactly. But make, pay attention. Make sure you're doing it. Just like yeah. your Twitch Prime. Remember, if you have Amazon Prime, you got Twitch Prime, but they don't want you to use it. Every 30 days it expires, you get one free subscription. Maybe you're a UPS driver listening to a podcast right now. I guarantee you have Amazon Prime when you get home. <gasps> give it to Kind of Funny Games on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, that's the thing, too. So if you're watching the show and you want it for free, you can watch it live, twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Just like Stays Crunchy and Milk, PJ Julian and Omega Buster are. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Housekeeping for you. It turns out Andy's a fucking liar. Uh, the KFFL. That that's motherfucker. You know, you expect it. You expect it from him. Okay. The Kind of Funny Football League has been put on hold until September 9th. Too many of you all signed up. A Thank doping you. scandal. I know. Andy had a hell of a time organizing and getting all the players together, and we'd love to have the show later this week, but Blessing has to host something or whatever. So Monday is the day. Also, if you get signed up and haven't, if you if you signed up to have you, what happened is, Jeff, we're doing like KF wrestling, right? Where we're making all yeah. these people and things. Mm-hmm. And so then yesterday, Andy had the great idea that we go, oh, well, if you gift subs, you know, you can either be in the roster of the football team or I'll make you in the thing. And then he said it at what he thought was a high price and it wasn't and like 25 kids said yes. And now he's got to make 25 yeah. people in Madden. I guess that's way more difficult than he expected. So if you haven't responded to your Twitch whispers yet, you have to get on that to be made in the game. These are good uh, problems to have. Yeah, a a nice, robust league. It's just like, you know, you know, no matter it's what seven and a half coming up on eight years of kind of funny. And we are just still the garbage truck on fire. You're talking about the problems of being independent, you know. What is he saying in the chat? uh, 65 people signed up. So he's got to somehow fit 65 people into an NFL league. (laughs) (laughs) What an idiot. Why did he set it so low? What was he thinking? In the meeting last week, I told him, just say you'll change the, the people who already exist change their name on the roster and like he said that was a great idea and then the next thing i know he's got to make people from scratch well uh. it, it's it, he was talking to me about it last night and it, it's definitely a little more complicated than just like putting their their name on someone it's all about like what team do they want to be on but you see no stuff. you see Barrett. Uh, that's the thing what i mm. pitched him was just if they if they gift them a number of subs you yeah. put them on the 49ers by just changing the name of an existing player and he yeah, also not, asked not the uh, looks. jeff do you want to be in the league oh, do you want to be in the the KFF you don't have to give us any money for this jeff we're just putting other industry people in the league sure yeah what I'll, team I'll, do you want what team do you want to represent um let's see how about oh geez how about the chargers okay that sounds good Andy can make yeah. that happen i'm sure I mean, it may, that may delay it another week we may be here on the ninth talking about it happening on the 16th but it will mm-hmm. happen eventually Okay. All right. Andy says right. lovely. Back to it. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by ExpressVPN and Chime, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Jeff, you've been in this industry more than five years. Would yes. it surprise you if I told you it looks like Assassin's Creed games have leaked? <laughs> Uh, what? What? I know. Number one on the Roper Report, Ubisoft is about to announce several new Assassin's Creed games. This is Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft will announce several new games in the Assassin's Creed franchise Saturday, including one set in feudal Japan, according to media reports and people familiar with the company's plans. Ubisoft has teased the idea that new titles will be announced at its Ubisoft Forward event on Saturday, saying it will reveal, quote, a peek at the future of the franchise. The company plans to showcase a mobile title and two major games, said the people, who asked not to be named discussing private information. The first major game, codenamed Red, will be developed by Ubisoft <laughs> Quebec City office, uh, is set in Taylor's Japan. version. Assassin's Creed, <laughs> Taylor's version. Oh my God, I'd buy it in a heartbeat. Uh, the second major game, codenamed Neo or Hex, or Hexy, uh, and developed by Ubisoft Montreal, Montreal's office, is set during the latter stages of the Holy Roman Empire and revolves around witch trials. Both Red and Neo are part of Assassin's Creed Infinity, a platform for future games in the series that will contain multiple settings, as Bloomberg reported last year. 
The two games will likely not release until 2024 at the earliest, a Ubisoft spokesperson declined to comment. On Saturday, Ubisoft also plans to show more of Assassin's Creed Mirage, which it announced last week following widespread leaks. That game, codenamed Rift, is set to be is set in Baghdad during the 800s and uh, was once an expansion to the previous game Valhalla before it was converted to a full game. Mm-hmm. Bloomberg reported earlier this year, Assassin's Creed Mirage will veer away from the role-playing game elements established in recent series entries and instead aim to return to the stealth focus of early titles in which players sneak around to perform assassinations. Jeff, yeah. does Assassin's Creed still do it for you? Um, it did, and then it didn't, and then it did again, and now it doesn't again, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, you know, up until Assassin's Creed Brotherhood came out, I was like, this is one of the greatest series in gaming. Sure. And then I feel like it completely fell off uh, to the point where I was just like, I, I don't care. about like, You know, the, the early parts of that franchise, I care about Desmond and his weird Hell story, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and I thought that stuff was really exciting, and then they got away from it for, for whatever reason. And... Then they rebuilt it into this big old gigantic, even bigger open world with more of the RPG elements and more of the kind of character growth stuff. And that was a cool direction for them to go in. And I don't want to see another one of those at this point. You know, like those games, like what the, I forget what the first one even was. Uh, Origins. Um, Origins. Yeah. Origins, Odyssey, Valhalla were all have Origins, been the RPG Odyssey, ones Valhalla. so far. Yeah, right. Yeah. So Valhalla for me was the breaking point of just like, I, I don't, I, I am having trouble caring about this style of game anymore. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I, I Origins didn't click for me. I adored Odyssey and played yeah. the hell out of it. And then, yeah, Valhalla, I've also played the hell out of. You know, like I think I'm my clock's at sixty five or seventy hours. I put in some obscene amount on top yeah. of what I already put in during paternity leave. But it's still just a, it's like I'm just eating at the buffet. Like I don't know yeah. what's going on with Avor in this story. I don't really care. I'm just running just around because like, the gameplay is fun and it's beautiful. Checking off the boxes, doing yep. the thing, and yeah, yep, yep, of yep, course, yep, yep. of course, and yeah. So I, I think that they. I would love for them to do something, another complete reinvention of, of what those games are. And so Infinity, at least, you know, I, I don't know. This this also sounds like way too much Assassin's Creed. So Mirage, if they're going to really return to some of the stealth focus and some of that stuff, that sounds potentially interesting to me. Yeah. But the idea of taking Assassin's Creed and turning it into a platform uh, and and all that sort of stuff. It, all that depends on what they actually do to the the video game itself, the gameplay, the the progression, all of that. If, if they're doing more to it than just taking this existing framework and blowing it up even bigger, yeah, then we'll see. But so mm. I, I'm I, obviously coming off of Valhalla. I'm with you that I, that was too much and it's too big, yeah. and you know I, I don't need that kind of experience. So yes, Mirage speaks to me of like, okay, cool, this will be interesting and maybe a palate cleanser if we are as this talks about going back to right these uh, the first major game codenamed Red, blah blah blah. Like if that's part of Infinity, it sounds like again Mirage is that smaller experience like original Assassin's Creed, and then yeah. uh, Red and Neo slash Hex would be the ones that are the bigger ones in part of Infinity, but. The fact that they're part of Infinity makes me hope that even if they bring that back, they make it smaller. You know what I mean? Where it is like, all right, right. cool, you still have the RPG mechanics. You still have the uh, level trees out, but not the obscene skill tree that was Valhalla. Yeah, where I'm and, going and through they, and putting the points in. And, and uh, if they're making these two big chunks of games and calling them part of the Infinity platform, does that mean each individual chunk itself is smaller? So even if it has those mechanics in it, yeah. is it still like like bite sized is not the word, but is it more like a solid 40 hours instead of just like, you could put 200 hours into this and you're like, like yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, so maybe that would be an improvement as well. I think the, just something about the very nature of them trying to look at Assassin's Creed as a platform in this infinity thing. And we don't have all the details yet, but that concept to me, I, I it does not, I, that does not fill me with hope. Like that doesn't sound like the direction I would want out of Assassin's Creed. But like, I, again, I, I've kind of fell off the franchise anyway. So what about settings for you? Obviously, uh, Codenamed Red developed by Ubisoft Quebec City and set mm-hmm. in Japan. I get excited off of that. I am one yeah. of the people who's been like forever. I've wanted an Assassin's Creed in Japan, let alone brought to you by the team that did Odyssey. I am like, Ooh, OK, like that sounds awesome. Yeah, I think that that's got some some huge potential. It felt it felt like the Japan was like the it was like every couple of years somebody would be like this is going to be the Japan one, and mm-hmm. then it wouldn't end up happening. And then um, Sucker Punch came in and like we'll do it. Right, <laughs> you it's can't like, okay, do no, it. We'll we, do we, it. For we got you. this. Yeah, yeah, like we got this. So, I mean, yeah, is is what they're making going to end up being better than than Ghost? I, I'm not, probably not. But yeah, I I think that's a great setting for a game that hasn't been in it hasn't been done to death to be honest. And yep. so I, I think that's that's cool on its own. That's the other interesting thing about it when like. Okay, fine. You're you're finally doing it theoretically. This is all rumor. Mm-hmm. We'll find out Saturday. But you're finally doing it. Awesome. K- 
can you feel can you beat ghost of tsushima at it you know what i mean they did such yeah. an amazing job with it so it's like we kind of got what we wanted and like how do you come in and, and make that not feel like oh it's just another assassin's creed game exactly and and you know i, I think for me there's the, the part of it that gets back to what does it mean to be an assassin's creed game anymore sure, where we can sure. take a game like ghost of tsushima that is you know not that different from horizon like just structurally it's like here's this open world action adventure game Whereas like early Assassin's Creed was very much about like, no, you're building to this target, you're doing this thing. And that gave it such a different feel from all these other games. Like I, I would love to see Assassin's Creed mean something like the name yeah. instead of just like something they throw on yet another big open world game. And that's the interesting one too, where you pivot over then to the second major game codenamed Neo or Hex. Would you, would you say Hex or Hexy? H-E-X-E. Yeah. I, I, Hexy. I don't know. <laughs> Where is it being developed? That probably will this indicate. Is Montreal, yeah, Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. yeah. Ask someone from Canada. They they would Shit. know. I think my baby's sleeping. Yeah. I'll call my no, wife. Right. We'll call yeah. my wife because I don't want to. Because I scream up there, then I'm in mm -hmm. trouble. Everybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Uh, you know these these babies. They all. They this is. To, hey, I'm gonna guess it it's going to be a weird one where it comes from the throat, like hex, hex, hex. It's like very guttural somehow. Yeah. Hello, Jean VF Saint Ange Miller. You are on Kind of Funny Games Daily with Jeff Gersman, but you can't hear him. Hi. Uh, oh. He says hi. He said hi. He said hi. Well, yeah, but I also communicate, Jeff. Great. If you say oh, something. Okay. All right. We are reading this story about rumored Assassin's Creed games, and we're trying to figure out how to pronounce this code name. And it's happening in Ubisoft Montreal, so we thought you would have a clarification for us. Okay. Okay. Sure. Go ahead. The second major game is codenamed Neo or Hex. But it could be hexe. It's H E X E. Is there like a is there a weird French pronunciation we should know for hexy? No. Okay, so is he, you think it's hex or is it hexy or hexa? You know, uh, I'll leave that up to you. I don't know. Oh, thanks sure. for nothing, Jen. God uh, damn it! You know what I mean? Why even have her? She knows something. I hired her specifically to help me <laughs> with these. She Montreal knows the orders. truth. God damn it. Anyways, Hexa set around the Holy Roman Empire and revolves around witch trials. Okay. Sure, that's different. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. That's a, like, oh. that's a different setting. Like, they're gonna if if they're at least they're attacking different parts of history and and different elements of that sort of stuff. And and the framework that they've had for a while lets them do that. And I imagine whatever the kind of overarching framework for Infinity probably yeah. allows for that even more right it's just like here's the abstergo building now here's nine animuses and only two of them work right now but someday you'll be able to buy access to <laughs> exactly. the third animus when you get your helix credits you'll be able <laughs> right. to come over here and power yes. this one for a, a limited amount of time to go experience <laughs> that thing but if you go out there and generate your helix credits you know it's gonna get your murder program. pass plus 20 tiers Oof. 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 <laughs> uh and yeah so we'll see it's gonna be interesting because like you said this is a lot this is a yeah. lot to announce. So if this is all accurate, which you assume it is, how much do we see of all this stuff? Because you, I assume this is going to be very much like Mirage. You know what I mean? They've already said, they've already confirmed yeah. Mirage. They've already given the key art. They've said we're going to hear about it. So I expected a deep dive on Mirage rather than also Infinity and Red right, and XA. But I think, you know, like they probably have to tell the story about what Infinity truly is and how that will yeah. work. But yeah. oh, well, I mean, or, they, or they don't. I mean, they could just focus on, hey, it's Japan and then worry about how you will pay for it, access it, whatever infinity is later. Sure. Um, but, but I even I personally, for, it to, for it to be 2024 at the earliest, according to Jason, I also don't think we're going to see too much if they talk about it. Exactly. It's we'll like, see. here's three seconds of a dude stabbing a guy or jumping off a building and you go, Oh, it's well, Japan. Sure. That was a Japan that. building. <laughs> did you see yeah did you see the the top yeah. the, the tower? That was Japan. Awesome. Oh, oh. Can't wait to synchronize on all of those. Oh man. Yeah. Speaking of Ubisoft, number two in the Roper Report, Ubisoft. Uh, speaking of Ubisoft, number two in the Roper Report, Tencent increases investment in Ubisoft. This is Brendan Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz. Ubisoft announced a partnership between Tencent and the Guimont Brothers Limited uh, that will see the Chinese tech, uh, tech firm indirectly increase its stake in the publisher. Tencent is investing uh, $297 million into GBL for a 49.9% stake in the company, which owned almost 13% of Ubisoft shares before this deal. It will also provide GBL, which I love because it sounds like we're talking about JBL, with yeah. a long-term unsecured loan that could be used to buy a larger chunk of Ubisoft. With the deal, Tencent has joined the Guimont family concert, uh, which includes GBL and the individual Guimont family members. Collectively, this group can own up to 29.9% of Ubisoft shares 
shares with voting And they're rights. a wrestling god on top of that. And so. right, yeah, exactly. They roll into the limo with yeah. the big uh, <laughs> horns on front. After the completion of this deal, the Gimo family concert would uh, own 24.9% of voting shares. The deal only gives uh, Tencent 5% of voting rights in GBL, but no seat on the board of directors or consent to veto or veto rights in the operation of the business. However, in connection with the deal, Ubisoft's board of directors has given Tencent permission to increase its directly owned stake in Ubisoft from 4.5% to just under 10%. Here's the part Blessing highlighted. Tencent will not be able to sell its shares for five years, nor will it be able to increase its stake beyond that 10% threshold for eight years. Quote, with the expansion of the concert... Uh, concert uh, with Tencent further reinforces Ubisoft's core shareholding around its founders and provides the company with the stability essential for its long-term development, said Ubisoft CEO and GBL director Yves Guillemot. That's that's high-level business right there, but that's Tencent owns more of Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, basically. They they own the Gamel brothers uh, just under halfway. And so I don't know, this, this seems like, you know, it, it, it was 2015 when... Vivendi was trying to take over. And when I bring that up, Jeff, I feel like I'm talking about ancient history. Yeah. Because I remember that moment. Vivendi was trying to do the hostile takeover. The Gimel family, Yves was out there being like, hey, we're trying to make Ubisoft great. And then they, and it really was when they pivoted. And I think a Ubisoft game became a Ubisoft game of open world checklist. This yeah. is what we're doing. It's going big. And you saw it on so many different franchises. And people loved that at the start. And now I think people, we keep having this conversation. I'd love to have your opinion on it of like, what is a Ubisoft game anymore? Are there Ubisoft games people are super stoked for? Like there is Assassin's Creed and there is Rainbow Six, but all of them just seem like the juice isn't there anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Like the, the you know, that last Far Cry was a game that I, I liked a little bit more than I think everyone around me at the time did. And then pl I played a little bit more of it. And I was like, oh, wait, I don't want to play any more of this either. Like they... They definitely fell into that trap where every game became that. Like even stuff like Steep, you know, when they're like, let's do a, an action sports, extreme sports thing. It's still this kind of big, expansive open world. And like, that's cool up to a point. But yeah, uh, yeah, it, it it got to a point where, you know, every game just felt similar enough. They've lost they their identity. Have, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you have like a Mario Rabbids that would come out occasionally here and there. Or the um, what was the game? The Toys to Life game with the spaceships that they did oh my god star um star or star i want to no. say starfield that's not right uh <laughs> shit god damn it starlink 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 yes that turned star into fox a star fox yeah. game yeah yeah um and so they have these little bits and pieces here that aren't that but generally speaking it, it felt like all of their biggest franchises just fell down the rabbit hole of like quadrupling down on what made an open world ubisoft game and, and yeah I, I think that all that stuff came together it, it, it's too similar and I think that it tarnished every single one of their franchises to varying degrees. Now, of yeah. course, you know, remember, they also tried to say like, oh, we're going to do a, a Tom Clancy. Uh, it's not a battle royale, but it is, it's kind of and they had to cancel that because people hated it so much. You know, they still have like that X defiant, like, you know, Call of Duty esque looking thing out there in some form of, you know, they, they ran betas for that um, a while back. Yesterday, and, and we talked about uh, for Ubisoft that they launched a mobile battle royale yesterday or new mobile. It was a new mobile shooter. Yeah, it was a battle royale, but it was like supposed to be a Far Cry game, but it got scrapped. And it was like, none of that matters, but it was like this thing already launched. Wild Arena huh. Survivors is out. You know what I mean? A Ubisoft, sure. a Ubisoft battle royale mobile game came out and nobody fucking knew about it. I was like, what? Yeah, that's well, I'm mobile is its own weird sure. set of like you know, putting out games in weird territories and launching them elsewhere and, and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Ubisoft just feels like it is uh, like, like they feel lost to me. They, they feel like they, they have made a lot of choices. You know, you still have like stuff like beyond good and evil too, which, you know, they're still claiming exists in some yeah, form right. and, and sure. Yeah. Maybe it right. Does. I, I don't know, but you know, that, that's going to be an NFT game by the time they're done. Uh, and yeah, it just, they feel like they lost their way and at least this keeps them from getting taken over by Tencent. Like this kind of locks and handcuffs Tencent a little bit when it comes to, you know, their aggression. So of course, not to just business talk some more, but like shares are down because everyone was stoked to see Ubisoft get acquired. And then they're like, oh wait, no, this isn't going to happen. And, and now whatever uh last time I looked anyway, <laughs> whatever today. yeah i'm looking yeah. at it yeah you're right it was, um, it's, it's down 20.44 percent right now today yeah so it, you know th this 
this seems like it shores up some things and and lets them tap into a little bit of what Tencent is doing. Also, I think Tencent feels like it is maybe scrambling a little bit um, around the edges. Ten, like, you know, the, the, the Chinese market is weird. Like, there's just a lot of weird stuff happening out there right now with, obviously, Tencent's been, been taking positions in companies for a very long time. And I wonder if we'll see that step up just for them to continue to diversify outside of China because that, that market seems really strange right now too. And uh, yeah, at the end of the day, what does this mean for the actual games? Probably not much, but if it gives them capital to keep dumping money into whatever beyond good and evil two is, then I wonder what, the, what they'll come back from, you know, in the chat, blessing junior uh, says Ubisoft seems like they're going through detoxification currently <laughs> getting out a lot of bad games uh, that are the results of the old editorial team. And that's an interesting take that does make sense and does when if that is true again like Assassin's Creed Japan fuck yeah Assassin's yeah. Creed Witch Trials all right I don't you know what I mean like if you're gonna if yeah. again I I liked Assassin's Creed you know I guess I, I liked this I loved Assassin's Creed when it was Desmond as well and when it was um Ezio I love the Ezio trilogy right yeah. and Platinum yeah. AC two and had a great time with Brotherhood and yada 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 but like. I've enjoyed this move to the RPG. Let's not get so hung up on the Templars. Let's not get so hung up on the overall lore. Let's let you be a character and have fun. So yeah. if they are going to, if Infinity is going to be, here are for um, big episodes, but episodic jumps into history to do stuff. And then if they are going to do stuff like Mirage, which is like, hey, we are going to try to serve the audience that does still want to be a straight up assassin. That could be cool. That could work, I think, and, and cover you. Yeah, and I think the franchise is big enough to support all that stuff. Like they they've written a lore that supports all of these different territories and all of these different styles of game. So if they can find ways to serve multiple audiences with that franchise, then great. You know, like that's like I, I'm I'm not like initially excited about another big Assassin's Creed game, but a smaller one focused on stealth. You yeah, know, that could get me back on the fold. And 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 I think Blessing is right. Like yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that has probably been in the works for way too long that they've just got to purge and and just get out get all the bad ideas out and then maybe on the other end of that they can kind of refine their footing of course remember like also this is three years of pandemic and all sorts of other stuff too impacting you know games ability to move forward and, and they work on big games with some of the biggest teams in the business and so just sure. coordinating work from home for like what is it 1300 people or something i'm sure that that's a mess now we're gonna take a turn where i bet you didn't think this podcast was gonna go jeff gersman do you do the stock market you play the stocks you play the ponies no no, I, no. I, I I have some like you know from 401k stuff. Yeah, 401k garbage. It's no area. longer that because I don't have an employer that the guy, you know, I have a person <laughs> now it's, that now it's a Roth R IRA. Yeah, I know yeah, that. Yes, well. exactly. I know yeah, that no, one well. Yeah. Yes. Um and and so I I have someone who handles that and she does a great job of sure. watching that market so that I so you know, she'll tell me things like, "Hey, uh you know, like, like, for example, like, hey, the, the Chinese market is really weird right now. And, and for a while there, there was some concern like, well, are they going to be emboldened by the moves in Ukraine to then go move on Hong Kong? And then, you know, this was yeah, yeah. interesting stuff like that. But no, I directly, hell no, I don't want any part of it. And I think as a reporter, it would like a reporter, but like in, in my position, it would be really gross for me to have like stock in a game company. Yeah, that's always and been so, my argument, too, when it comes yeah. up of like, you know, I wouldn't. But I do want to point this out because I infamously said on a kind of funny games daily when we were out when GameStop was oh, on the God. was on the ropes on the ropes and it was wow. like it's selling for a dollar 50 and it might get delisted i was like you know what that actually i don't know shit about it and i wouldn't do it because i have to disclose every time i do it if i did yeah. it like i think that's a pretty good and then people you know nine months later were like if you would have listened to greg <laughs> you would have made 350 percent back of your thing right now looking at yeah looking at ub right now right like i wasn't paying uh, you look at the day that oh yeah it's down today 20% or whatever. But then you look back, yeah, like yesterday at noon, it was at trading at 990. And now it's at 716. You go back a month, right? Like they have a whole bunch of, you go back a year, like the high, it was at 12 bucks in January. Like, I'm just saying, like, let's not, Ubisoft's not going out of business tomorrow. They're going to announce no. a bunch more fucking big ass games. So it might make sense for you to fucking buy Ubisoft. Stuff. And, and today's drop is based on pure speculation about, like, it, it's disappointment about the company getting acquired and, and not, and then that not happening. So, like it's it's built on this event like you know th this this move probably helps make that company a little bit more stable and gives them a little bit more, more room to move freely and so that's probably a good thing for the company even if the share price is taking a short-term hit so i don't know what i'm talking about and i'm yeah. not saying to put all your college investments into it but i'm just saying 
definitely don't. also the chat was chat was saying i look pink so i'm gonna, definitely don't bear it you think definitely don't you don't yes. think ubisoft will ever be above 716 again well not your whole life savings is that what you're saying definitely don't do that yeah, I don't put your college savings off. in that i will yeah. back off i prepare yeah. it yeah don't i genuflect i apologize yeah. i'm not as pink anymore it's, i fixed it, my it, lights it, it, it's like when you know the one time i was in a vegas airport back when i was making minimum wage and my mom was like oh you should go gamble i was like no this money is the money i have left is to buy lunch mother <laughs> I can't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I remember, yeah, we, I won't name names, but I remember going to a, a Vegas press event and it was like, you know, the old midway days, Jeff, you know, where it was like, mm -hmm. all right, cool. Come yep. out here for four fucking days and you'll see one thing and it'll be great. Yep. Uh, and I remember we were going, we, we were just doing whatever, walking around the casino. And yeah, we walked over to a roulette table and the guy I was with put a hundred dollars on black and lost. And it was like, I always do that. And I was like, you are a fucking crazy person. You understand like how yeah. hand to mouth I am right now? You think I would ever walk up to a table with a hundred dollars now? The last the last time I gambled, so I, I I just gotten out of a relationship and then me and a friend went to Vegas for about a week and a half, which is way too long to go to Las Vegas. He was dating a, a flight attendant and so uh, she was based out of Vegas. And so the day we got there, I sat down and played some three card poker with him and I'd allocated like, I don't know, $300. Like I'm gonna lose this money and this yeah. is my gambling yeah, yeah, money. Yeah. I lost that in about 15 minutes. Yep. And then went back the next day because I was like, well, I'm here too long to not throw more money away. And then I went back to the next day, the same table, uh, got more money and and actually made all that money back. And then some covered this, the cost of the entire trip. And I have not gambled since that wow. was nice. 2002 <laughs> one or something. That's the way uh, to go out. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried to get my wife when we were in Vegas like three dices ago to go out on top because she was doing blackjack and I did the same thing. I busted. I was way out. We were playing video blackjack. So you have to actually yeah. inter interact with anybody. Nice. And you know, Jen, the gambling fiend was up like 50 bucks. And I was like, let's just stop. Let's go. And then yeah. of course she said no. And she lost it all. Mm -hmm. You got to respect it. And yeah. that's why we need your support on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Everybody, <laughs> we gave a lot of money away. I'm just kidding. We don't, we actually spend it to hire people and have cool things happen and do cool stuff like the studio that will one day open maybe in 2025. Uh, if you want to support us over there, that'd be great. You'd get the show ad free. You'd be able to write in, you'd get the post show. You could be a Patreon producer. You could watch us record the other shows live, <gasps> but I digress right now. This would have gotten you this show ad free, but you're not on Patreon. So here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like checking in your baggage at the airport without a lock. You don't know who's looking through all your stuff, finding all of your Nintendo Switches, your PlayStation Vitas, or all the other things that you're hiding in there. When you go online without a VPN, internet service providers, ISPs, can see every single website you visit. They can legally sell this information without your consent. Nobody wants that. That sounds like a bad time for everybody. You can browse more anonymous it's easy to use and it works on all devices. I love ExpressVPN. It is super simple to use. I feel safe across all of my devices, knowing that whether I'm on my desktop or my mobile phone, people aren't getting in there. I'm safe on the internet and what I look at, what I browse, that's mine. That's for me to know. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash kind of funny. And you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash kind of funny next up shout out to chime like a cool breeze chime is a refreshing way to handle your money there's no monthly fees no maintenance fees and no minimum balance fees so it's how banking should be done and when you need access to your money you can do so fee free at more than 60,000 in network atms at many locations like most walgreens or 7-elevens you can also send money to anyone even if they aren't on chime fee free for you and no cash out fees for them chime no monthly fees no vibe killing fees sign up for a chime checking account it only takes two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score you can get started at chime.com slash kf games that's chime.com slash kf games chime is a financial technology company not a bank banking services provided by a debit card issued by the Bancorp bank or stride bank and a members fdic out of network atm withdrawal fees apply except at money pass atm in a 7-eleven location and at all all point or visa plus alliance ATM. Other fees such as third-party and cash deposit fees may apply. Chime.com slash KF Games. 
Number three on the Roper Report, Xbox Elite 2 controllers will be customizable in the Xbox Design Lab later this year. This is Tom Warren at The Verge. Microsoft is bringing its Xbox Elite 2 controllers to the company's Xbox Design Lab later this year. Xbox owners will be able to order custom color variants of the Xbox Elite 2 in the same way they currently can for the existing Xbox Series S slash X controllers. Quote, player choice has always been at the core of the Elite Series design philosophy. This is why we're excited to announce that we will be bringing the Elite Wireless Series 2 controllers to the Xbox Design Lab later this holiday, explains Daniel Ruiz, Senior Marketing Manager for Xbox Accessories. We'll have more details to share at a later date. The announcement that Xbox Elite 2 controllers are coming to the Design Lab arrives just after Microsoft announces the more affordable uh, Xbox Elite 2 Core controller. The Core model is priced at $129.99, but doesn't ship with the usual interchangeable components. These have to be purchased separately. Jeff, you give a shit about uh, Xbox Elite controllers? Uh, I I stopped using mine. Uh, yeah. I I I think the Elite Series performance enhancing a... drugs. You you didn't need them. You don't <laughs> yeah, need them exactly. <laughs> I, I got to get off the juice here. Um, <laughs> I, I got off of uh, you know I, I got off of the Elite Series two because I found that most of what I, I so so this core controller for one twenty nine actually works out because the I only you ever used the base accessories. You know, it comes with like nine different sticks and and paddles, paddles and, and, and all this sort of yeah. stuff. But like I was mostly just using the default kind of D-pad configuration that they ended up using for the, the Series X and S controller. Yeah. And so I, I eventually went to this because it's just a lighter controller. I don't have to keep a battery in it because I keep it wired. Nice. Um, and, and so it's a nice lightweight controller that I think works great on PC and, you know, works, works great on Xbox as well. And so that's become my controller of choice. I think the Series 2 is a, is a good controller, but I, I just... It seems weird to me that they're just like, here's a new color of the Series 2 that's not going to come with the stuff, as opposed to here's a Series 3 or here's, you know, here's a full redesign or, or I guess maybe they're just like, whatever, we got it right. Uh, and they Crushed don't need it. to do it. But, <laughs> no yeah. notes. It. <laughs> yep. um, but yeah, I don't know if that controller a little bit heavier, like it's nice. It, it's heavy duty and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't use it anymore. I, I just don't need I don't need that. I know Snowmike Mike keeps buying them because he keeps breaking them. So he's yeah, I don't think they've this. gotten it right because they, he keeps well, breaking his series. That, that's <laughs> true. The, the one of the the rubber the rubber grip on on mine, you know, because they're they're kind of this is not a bad a good example, but like the, right on here where it was rubber covered, mm. like that kind of lifted up, and so I was like, well, I'm just gonna inject a bunch of super glue in here and then hold it tight for a little bit, and that mostly worked. Uh, but yeah, you've definitely heard of a lot of stories of people having trouble with elite controllers falling apart. And, and still Mike, Mike in the chat says I've had five controllers. They break easy. Yeah. Uh, like controllers, Mike. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of, that's a lot. I mean, he's uh, also so, just thrown controllers around, you know, yeah, like, you know how yeah. he gets. And, and so I think they also, they are saying that they are trying to make some improvements with the internals or, or like they're, they're really nonspecific about it, but they're like, we've continued to work on it and it comes with a warranty. So it's like a weird kind of wink and nod to like acknowledging that, hey, maybe these things were not great out of the gate. Listen, did uh, we break it? Did you break it? It doesn't matter. We're going to take care of yeah, it. Don't we'll, worry about we'll it. Handle Just it. it. Just don't, Just don't matter. It. Did you also see that uh, as part of this release, they are selling what they are calling the Xbox Elite Core White Jersey? No, I selling did not a $100 jersey. Oh, God, that says Mike. Xbox How many have you bought, Mike? Oh, God. And um, so it, it is meant to. Uh, it is meant to pair with your elite controller because it has a magnetic strip on the jersey, and you could take the metal D pads and and sticks and stuff no, and stick them Mike, to your shirt. Don't do this, so Mike. that they're ready for you at any moment. Oh no! That's and also it's a this Velcro patch on the awful. side <laughs> if you want to if you want to go that route. It's a hundred bucks, Mike. Mike, you gotta this. come in. The, Mike, come in here and tell us if you're buying this. I don't know you are. You know he is. He's going to demagnetize so, his hard drive with that. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't wear a magnet he's, around. Like, he's going to graze his computer. <laughs> and it's over. But it's also, it's just, it's not a good look. It's not a good fit for Mike, you know, or for anybody. Oh, it really. says Xbox. It's, it's a weird jersey. Of course, uh, Mike's going to buy it. Don't there's worry about much it. better things that uh, he could be wearing, like the kind of funny camouflage hoodie that we just put up on kind of funny. Sure, already bought that too, rather than ask for it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the kind of funny X cast. The one, the only, the master of hype, Snowbike Mike. Mike, hey. how are you feeling about this jersey? Oh, I'm feeling so hot right now about this jersey. First off, Jeff, hello. Pleasure to hello. meet you. Really Good awesome. You uh, yeah. Jeff, I am irresponsible with my money. So I see this and I say, Same. hell yeah, I'm about to buy it. You put a magnet on a gaming jersey? <laughs> I need that. So yes, Greg, 
I will uh, buy this right now in the background. Now, now, Mike, are you are you do you intend to keep the elite controller pieces? Are you the sort of person that needs to swap out? Like, oh, well, this is a stealth mission, so I need to put this D pad on or this right. Like, do, do you ever switch parts mid game? That seems like insanity. Jeff, I am actually that jabroni that does that. <laughs> I switch my controller up all the time when I'm playing in the middle of a game. Or maybe in between breaks, I'm switching up the back paddles, the D-pad all the time. So I was a little wowed by them not having all of the pieces at the beginning. I get it, right, to save a little bit of money and people can mm -hmm. use their older controllers. Like I, like Greg said to you, Jeff, I've gone through five Xbox Elite controllers now from Elite Series 1 to 2. They've all broken in different ways from the rubberized grips to the right bumper to the sticks. They all seem to break a lot faster than I thought. So I have yeah. a lot of just backup pieces, Jeff. I just got pieces in my house now. <laughs> yeah, so you, you need magnets. You you need magnets everywhere. That that makes sense. Yeah, my series one, the bumper broke. My first series two, the oh I forget it was the, it was the tabs on the shoulder locks, the the on the trigger locks, the the those came off. Yes, the worst, worst, and, right? Oh yeah, and I still have one in a box that I've yet to open that like I don't need anymore because now I just use a, a series S controller and and that's been fine. I heard you say that, Jeff. So you're, you're okay with that, right? Because, like, for me, I think the back paddles elevated not only my gameplay, but, like, the controller feel and design and the flow of not having to move my thumb off that right stick to hit the face buttons that I don't think I can ever go back to face buttons on a normal controller. It's back buttons forever for me. I, I'm not a big back button guy until the Steam Deck came out and I started messing with some of the configuration there and using their back buttons, and that's kind of the first time I've really experimented with it a lot. But... You know, yeah, I, I don't have like when it comes to like a Call of Duty or something like that. Like I can, I can let off the right stick and hit X to reload. It's, it's not, you know, it, I don't feel like that's like harming my game. I've got a lot of other things in my game I would polish up first <laughs> before, before that. I think, um, but, but yeah. All right, well, Jeff, Thank maybe you. don't buy this. You know what I mean? But I'm gonna buy one, Greg. I'm gonna buy well, a Jersey right? controller. I had a big jersey phase, and I loved buying jerseys for sports teams that were not, like, good or real. So I had a lot of NFL Europe jerseys, and I got some XFL jerseys from the first <laughs> okay, time around. Yeah. Yeah, and so there's a part of me that is well. looking at this and going, like, this seems like the, just the right sort of thing for me, an idiot, to buy. Um, yep. and, and so I, there's a part of me that's like, <laughs> maybe I'll end up with a jersey. Probably not. Probably well, not. Me, me and Jeff are like that, Greg. We're like that. Come join the Jersey Boys with us. Be a Jersey Boy. I don't want to be a Jersey Boy, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But do See I want to be a Squid Kid? Number four on the Roper Report is Splatoon 3 Review Roundup. Uh, when we set up the show, it has a Metacritic of 84 and an Open Critic of 84. Uh, the one, the only Andy Cortez was trying to play it over this weekend. He'll be talking about it on the Gamescast tomorrow. But right now, reviews look like this. Martin Robinson over at Eurogamer recommends it and says, it's more Splatoon, and I understand if, for many, that's not quite enough. But also, it is more Splatoon and is a ge generous new outing for one of the most polished, playable, and impeccably executed, executed series from within Nintendo's group of first-party developers. It's lacking the shock of new uh, of the new, uh, but with Splatoon 3, you're getting the sense of a special series that's really hitting its stride. It better be fucking hitting the stride three games in. Uh, Brian, <laughs> Brian Shea over at Game Informer gave it an 8.5, said Splatoon 3 doesn't reinvent the wheel, nor does it need to. Instead, it improves nearly every franchise element in sometimes small but meaningful ways. With an already robust, robust set of content available at launch and at least two years of free and premium content on the horizon, Splatoon 3 is simultaneously the series' best entry to date and its most promising. And then rounding it out, Steve Watts at GameSpot gave it a 7. Splatoon 3 isn't quite as novel the third time around, but a great campaign and tons of multiplayer options make it the most robust Splatoon yet. Jeff, you care about Splatoon? Yeah, I mean, oh. up to a point for sure. Yeah, I, I played quite a bit of Splatoon 2. Uh, Splatoon 1, I, I had some time with as well, but just, you know, the... I don't like the tilt controls on it. Sure. I don't, I don't like playing shooters that way, and I know that's all the rage, all the flick stick stuff and everything that's happening now, but but I can't wrap my old man mind around it, I guess. And and so I play it a more traditional way, which then just gets me worked. But I am looking forward to Splatoon 3, but, you know, yeah, it, it's it's not really too shocking that, yeah, they made more Splatoon. It's kind of weird that Splatoon 2 was also a Switch game and that we're getting another mm, Splatoon mm. on Switch, uh, considering the other franchises that, you know, we tend to get one game per and also, if you look at Nintendo's kind of strategy of with like Mario Kart of like, hey, we're going to support this for another 9,000 years or whatever it is, you know, should Splatoon 2 maybe have gotten more support than it did? 
Sure. Um, but if they're committing to you know multiple years of support for Splatoon 3, then maybe this is them going, oh, right, this is how you support an online multiplayer game for a longer period of time. Um, it's yeah. funny you bring that up. Jake Bakes Cakes writes into patreon.com slash games and says, Splatoon 3 is out and it seems to be well-received. Is Splatoon 3 behind the times in not adopting a live service model and releasing a new game every few years? Or has it kept the series feeling fresh and relevant in a way that some live service games can't seem to maintain? Which model do you prefer? Thanks for all you do, you two squid kids. Jake Bakes Cakes. <laughs> Um, do you think it's yeah what do you think should it have been a live service thing or do you like this uh the way i don't doing tr- i don't trust nintendo to run a live service that's game. my response to anything that yeah. that's too modern a term all right yeah. you should be happy that you're getting two years of content from <laughs> nintendo they've con- they've committed to that right remember and when they, they had the world sell, they had know? the world by the tail with animal crossing and they right. were like cool that's yeah, it. You got, right, you, got, it you got one that. more thing. I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. Like, what? Uh, the the what? holidays will happen again next year if you missed one. Yeah, like, don't worry. You can get that pumpkin pile next time around. Like, what yeah. the fuck are you talking about? What just a, yeah, it's a like huge, huge missed opportunity, right? But like, you know, they, they this is the same reason why Call of Duty still sells at full price. And obviously Warzone is, is split up, you know, because they know they can get it. Like they know that Nintendo fans, that Splatoon fans will go yeah. buy, you know, millions of copies of this game at full price and then also buy the DLC. A live service game starts to imply like, oh, is this going to be free to play? Is this going to have like that type of model? Um, and, and I how, don't think. And how often are we checking in on it? How often is it changing up? How like what are the right. updates? Right. That's what you're looking for from it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and so I think that this makes sense for Nintendo and the way that they like to develop games. I think that they're comfortable doing this and and with this type of DLC. The DLC is still a new fun idea for them. (laughs) Totally right. Give it another five, seven years. uh, We'll see something that isn't a mobile game that maybe goes with more of a live service model or something like that. But but no. Splatoon 3, doing pretty well. Out soon. Andy talking about tomorrow, if that's your thing. What I like about it is it's like, it's just, they're like, it's more Splatoon. And I'm like, cool, I did not vibe with any of them so i still need to pay attention thank you very much and that's yeah fair, no, you know? like I, I totally i totally get that like I, and, and for me it's a situation where like i will probably get this game and play it for about a month and a half off yeah. and on and then move on and i probably like they'll put out dlc and i'll be like whatever that's i had i don't need more of that right now and but but yeah like i'm excited enough to want to play more of it because it's been a long time since i did that with splatoon 2 so sure sure Number five on the Roper Report, Nintendo announces a new Pokemon Scarlet and Violet flavored Switch OLED. We go to Ash Parish at The Verge. Seems like whenever a new flagship Nintendo game is about to release, it gets a special edition Switch to go with it. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are no exception. As today, Nintendo has revealed the orange and grape flavored OLED Switches mm. uh, that will accompany the release of the next major Pokemon title. Uh, burdened with the essentially cumbersome name, the Nintendo Switch OLED model, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet edition the oled switch launches on november 4th and retails for 359.99 making the fancy paint job featuring scarlet and violet's new legendaries Corea cor coridon coridon and Coridon, miradon worth 10 extra bucks uh than the regular stark white swoled in addition to the new Swoled, uh, Nintendo has released a new trailer that gives e- us even more details on what to expect from the game. The trailer revealed the evil Team Star, a group <gasps> of rebellious students that seem to live on their in their own autonomous zone. The trailer also shows off a chunk of the story campaign, which features your student helping an upperclassman find the mysterious Herba Mystica. Uh, it'll require venturing into the layers of Pokemon Titans, which seems uh, to mimic the hunt for Pokemon Alphas of Pokemon Legends Arceus. Finally, y'all got that? Uh, y'all got that Herba Mystica? Yeah. Yeah, you, I, oh no, man, I got the no. dankest Herba Mystica right, you're ever okay. gonna see. Right, we're gonna have the <laughs> never buy Herba Mystica in a dark alley, okay? Just, uh, okay, just all right. Finally, no Pokemon game would be complete without gym battles. Victory Road is where your students face off against talented gym leaders. Not highlighted in the trailer, but mentioned in the accompanying press release, Scarvi will also have a new gameplay feature called Let's Go. According to the press release, the trainer can send out a Pokemon to roam the wilds, pick up items, and auto-battle any Mon uh, they might run into, which is great for grinding, but shiny hunters might want to beware. Jeff Gersman, are you excited for Scarlet slash Violet? No. No? <laughs> no Were you ever I, a Pokemon I, person, or are you just burned out? Yeah, like the, the first gen, and, and I played a little bit of Gold and Silver, and then, uh, you know, I was watching the anime at that point, too. I remember back in the early games, game spot days, we got a copy of the episode uh, that had all the flickering oh, stuff the, that the was seizure the one. seizure episode. And I put it on in a dark room and put my face up to the TV just Jesus to see what Christ would happen. Dude. 
Yeah, look, this is, you know, this is gonzo journalism. This is reporting. This is what GameSpot like. used to be. Lucy uh, James would never. Would never. Uh, and and so, yeah, there there was definitely a time uh, where I was all about that Pokemon. Did you collapse? Wait, what was there? Was there anything that happened or no? No, nothing, nothing. Okay, okay. I'm made of Cerner stuff, Greg Miller. <laughs> they don't build them like these, these kind yeah, of GameSpot games journalists. Um, <laughs> and... Yeah, but uh, but at some point I kind of fell off of that stuff, and and now r- lately it just seems like the they put out these games and they don't run well, and the you know they just they're great examples of why the Switch hardware is aging pretty rapidly and and all that sort of stuff. The idea of sending out a Pokemon to battle while you're not playing that you know could be could be a neat little touch, a neat little twist, all that sort of stuff. But no, not really. You're, you think- can't rain on my parade. I'm still interested. This is the first Pokemon I think I'm actually excited for because I've never uh, been a Pokemon uh, person, and that probably makes it a, you know a little easier yeah. to get into it, right? The, I always screwed up, but the one that came out right before the pandemic, 2019, Ooh, I played that one with Sword Jen. And Shield. I rolled credits on Sword and Shield coming back from France, and it was fun to do something and play that game with Jen. But I was like, yeah, whatever. The yeah. open worldness of uh, Arceus, I enjoyed when I did my like demo of it, but yeah. I was already late because of Ben. And then they announced this, and I like a modern setting more, so I'm excited to try this one. Yeah, I think that that totally makes sense. I think that it, it's not in the story here, but I assume it is the case given the price that this is yet another special edition Switch that does not come with the game. It is a special edition for which they did that with Animal Crossing. It's just like this really, I think Splatoon is also getting a, a limited edition Switch. Falcon tells does, you you are correct. Yeah, that, yeah, that correct. does not come with Splatoon 3. It's just like, I just jack up the price 50 bucks. Like make it a, make it a thing. Do it. Remember when you and I've been around a while. Remember when collector's editions of games came with the game? Yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> now you get the steel book. Now you get you a steel book. Here's an empty get... steel book for a game yeah. that you don't get a disc for. The, the people are crazy. We got it's funny because you know that is such a nonsensical thing that gamers have made sense of in their head that that's fine, but other people haven't. And uh, when Evil Dead the game came out, uh, they sent this Evil Dead care package over, mm-hmm. and I like the game, but I'm not the biggest Evil Dead fan. But yeah. I know one man is, and his name's Michael Rosenbaum. And so I sent it to Mike, and uh, Michael sent me back a text like, "This is amazing." He's like, "But the case didn't have the game in it." I'm like, "Oh, the game. <laughs> That's just how it is now, Michael Rosenbaum. That's they yeah. don't do that. That's just enjoy, isn't how it works. enjoy that case. I, yeah, I think the the steelbook collector that's nuts to me because some of those things were just like, "Here's a Watchdog steelbook. It's three dollars at Best Buy." Like they're not like that limited. They're not that interesting. And but I, it's just this really strange thing to include. God of War is a really like another another one of those weird ones for me. It was just like I okay, like you're telling me I should buy the digital for just just at some point you're just selling merchandise. At some point uh-huh. you're just like stuff next to the Here's Funko a fan Pops. Pack. It's just a yeah, fan pack. exactly. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. like put that out and and sell it with no game period and let people get the game how they want to get the game and and whether it's physical or digital and and be done with it. But to to have an empty case then. I feel like people will want to fill that case up and have to go out and buy a physical copy of God of War to put in the steel book. It's weird. Weird. It's very weird. Yeah. Speaking of weird, number six, and Geo Corsi is a weird man, and he's joining Iron Galaxy. That's right, friend of the show, uh, former PlayStation, and now former Ilphonic person. Uh, Geo Corsi tweeted uh, yesterday, after a great adventure at Ilphonic and an amazing summer for myself, I'm pleased to announce that today I started Iron Galaxy as their new head of commercial. Big things cooking up and some good times ahead. See you in Grapple City. Of course, uh, Grapple City reference to Rumbleverse, a game I mm-hmm. love and Iron Galaxy makes. So I did immediately tweet at uh, Geo and tell him, Let's get on the phone because there's a lot of costumes you need. I don't understand okay. why. I keep, why aren't there goddamn glasses in this game? You know? Yeah. They're the Pissed yes. The off. the cosmetic situation. Like in a wrestling game, you want to make wrestlers that yeah. look like the wrestlers you know and love. That's the creator wrestler thing. So I bought that when they put up that Stone Cold vest. That's just a vest. But I bought I bought, I bought, yeah. bought that. I'm like I know you're gonna keep giving. I'm still waiting on a goatee, of course, for Stone Cold. Of course, I'll I got the that. Legion of Doom spiked pauldrons week one and all that sort of stuff. But you know, I think you know you're kind of bearing the lead here because this is really exciting because you know what this means: Rumbleverse on Vita. Yes, finally. It, yes, you know, yeah, finally, yeah. we've been we've been the, the 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 list has been built. Hashtag the list has been built. It's this all come it, the together. Final... The long, the long yeah. con is over. We'll finally get there and be ready to go. I feel like the last time I the last time Geo Corsi turned a phone towards me in any sort of way, it was because he was showing me screenshots of Star Wars thirteen thirteen that he just had on his phone years after the game had been canceled. He's like, no, I still keep him on here. Because it's such a shame that this game got killed that I was working on. And, Gio's and, yeah. the best. Gio's yeah, the he best. really is. Great. Congratulations, Geo. Uh, Jeff, are you still playing Rumbleverse? Are you still having a good time with that? I have not played as much as I would like because there's just been other stuff coming out. And, and for whatever reason, I decided I was going to play Saints Row front to back. Oof. And yeah, I just I had to know. How um, is it? Is, I mean, like, is, is it bad or is it? Eh. 
it's 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 well i mean the the bad part is that it's just kind of broken and buggy and, and all that sort of stuff but like even when those bugs get fixed it's just a very middling story a very middling game just just very yeah. generic like not very good but yeah I, I i love rumbleverse i uh i was fortunate enough to play some of it before it came out and 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 check out a, a hand like a little bit of that game uh over time and it's been exciting to see it come out but also the thing that happened is like people got really really fucking good at it yeah, really fast yeah, and so yeah. now when i do dive back into it like all the dumb tricks that i thought i had like everyone knows that shit now and i'm just yeah. done so yeah. it's uh I've I've it's been it's been rough getting back into it but yeah I was super addicted uh coming back from vacation and playing it nonstop and then yeah I did that creator tournament on Friday when I was mm -hmm. like none of these creators haven't even played as much but they're all just you know kids who play multiplayer games all the time and I just got destroyed and I was like ah. yeah. then I played Immortality all weekend long and had a good time but even now it's like <laughs> I'm moving on to the next review and it's like I want to play Rumbleverse but now it's that question of like how good will I ever be? Well, I, you know what I mean? Am I right. always going to just be mid card? And that's fine. I don't mind that. Yeah, but no, like, all right. That, that game, that, that game is so about moments. Like that's the, the best battle Royale yeah. games. Aren't about you winning. It's about you having that one moment that you go like, yeah, I mean, sure. I lost and sure. I lost like five yep. games in a row or whatever, but I sure did spear this guy off the top of a skyscraper yep. out of the arena into the water. And we both died. And that made the whole thing worthwhile. Cause it was so hilarious. Like that game just has really great moment to moment stuff in it that, that helps it stand out and and that's been that's the thing that keeps me coming back to it it's like yeah i'm gonna get worked and yeah there's always gonna be someone who guesses right while i'm guessing wrong on every single wake up and, and all that stuff yeah but every time that they dodge my special but somehow catch me with their special exactly. like, motherfucker exactly. but i want exactly. more i'll yeah. be back it's, don't it's, you worry it's really good it's really good Jeff, I can't wait to play more Rumbleverse and see how the game evolves over time. But that's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? You would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Always a terrifying moment when I get to the segue and I'm like, fuck, I did not prep the guests for this. Do they know? Do they remember? Shit. Out today, Adventure Academia, The Fractured Continent on PC, Nine Noir Lives on PC, Monochrome Mo Mobius, I almost said Morbius, uh, Rights and Wrongs Forgotten on PC, Trail Out on PC, and then 1440p support, gameless, and new social features all roll out to PlayStation 5 players. Is it Discord? No. No. Uh, new dates for you. Spider Heck brings lightsabers and arachnid parkour to PC and console September 22nd. Art of Rally Indonesia update is coming September 22nd. Gungrave Gore is coming day one to Xbox Game Pass on November 22nd. A new Gungrave game. That's so crazy. Why not? Just keep them coming. At this point, yeah. Folk Hero Adventure, The Excavation of Hobbs Barrow comes out on Steam and GOG on September 28th. Deals of the day for you. Escape Academy is on sale right now as part of the PlayStation Indie sale. You can pick it up for 20% off, and I adored that game. Great time with that game. Cool game. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. I may have a DLC plan too, or yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, Season uh, Pass, roadmap. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. More, yeah, more escape rooms. Hell yeah. I think they're planning. And, and then there's an Assassin's Creed sale currently on the US PSN. Uh, looks like what? Valhalla for 67% off, 80% off Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Get on it. 85 for Origins. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on here. That's good. That's like Go 11 do. bucks or something for like 800 hours of video game. <laughs> you could you could get the all of these games and buy nothing else until the nine, PlayStation 6. Nine bucks yeah. for a very nice 40-hour uh, open-world game, Assassin's Creed yeah. Origins. You know, Not too long. Mm -hmm. Not too big. Yeah, yeah. Then it started. It's, it was an exponential growth kind of thing. Right. You know, from yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. So we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roostreet.com, podcast services around the globe. Um, This isn't a wrong. Kebabs wants to be on the show. Too bad, Kebabs. Get out of here. You're not, you're, not, you're not hosting the show. You don't get to just come in and just editorialize. All right? We're not going to have it. We're not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, tomorrow, it's going to be me and Tim hosting this show. Friday, it's going to be Tim and me hosting the show. Why? Why no more blessing? Remember, he's getting ready to go host that uh, D3, uh, no, D23 games thing. He's hosting the video games, the Disney. He's hosting stuff. We'll be live reacting to it for uh, D23 this week <laughs> as he does his thing and does that. Remember, I'm hosting the GameSpot mobile game showcase swipe tomorrow. Uh, it's actually, I think, counter-programming our show. So you should have both open or watch one on demand or whatever. You'll figure it out. But it's happening on GameSpot.com. Um, Jeff, where can people keep up with you? 
Uh, they can keep up with me on Twitter at Jeff Gersman, but they can go to patreon.com slash Jeff Gersman. You get an ad-free version of the podcast. There's uh, additional bonus content. I've been inducting games into the Jeff Gerstman Hall of Fame. That's awesome. Uh, where uh, the, the most recent edition is Bruce Lee for the Commodore 64, a game that is sick. Why haven't you been putting? Why haven't you been putting them up on the wall behind you? You should put them up on the doors. Just the printout of them, like <laughs> there they are. You know, the box art hangs. That's not the worst idea in the world. But yeah, you know, when I get the studio built out in the side yard, then maybe yeah. we'll have just an LED wall behind Beautiful. it that you know can oh. scroll those, can scroll that box art. Real I love fancy it. I love stuff. it. I love it. Well, of course, your time's not done. You're coming. You're going to hang out. We're going to record a post show Definitely. where we're going to answer a question from the one and only Mark. <laughs> I was uh, hoping I, I was blind jumping. I was like, it's going to be somebody we know, just Mark. My okay. friend Mark. Mark wrote in and said, did Halo Infinite trick us into thinking it launched properly? We'll talk about that in the post show that you can get over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Of course, Kind of Funny Games Daily comes to you each and every weekday. And if you want to go that extra mile to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames to get the show ad-free, to get it with the post show, to be able to write in, to get all these benefits for Gamescast, where you can watch us record that live. P.S. I love you, me and Jana recording. Watch it live tomorrow. Xcast, which was yesterday. Get all those shows ad-free and their post shows and all that jazz on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Just like patreon.com slash Jeff Gersman, where you can go get all of Jeff's content and have some yeah. fun over there, too. Uh, if you don't want to pay us any money, though, I totally get it. YouTube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. You can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash games. Uh, we had a great time over on YouTube, but we're back on Twitch, so make sure you're watching over there. If you have Amazon Prime, you have gaming, Twitch, you have Prime Gaming, which used to be Twitch Prime, you got a free sub, give it to us, yada, yada, yada. You know all this stuff. I don't have to say it a million times. I know all this stuff. Use the epic creator code. Kind of funny when you're when you're playing Rumbleverse, when you're beating up on me and Jeff, when you're waiting for them to drop really cool outfits yeah. or whatever. But for now, post show time. So if you're not coming with us, hang out here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games where Andy's going to try to get himself out of this hole. <laughs> Andy dug him in a hole. He's going to be creating characters all day long. It's going to be like an elf in Santa's workshop just all day long slaving <laughs> away on this stuff. You can watch that. You can catch it later. YouTube.com slash kind of funny plays. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.